0: Oh, and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, August 4th. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. It's been a couple days since a Big Hit, for me personally, Um, but last night was so close. What was going on? Nas Hillman was such a good call. My apologies to anybody else who played her as well. Um, That was the right call. This was, if she has a reasonable 0.5 ppf ppm we take down this tournament um not even with yeah this this was a good lineup the other one involved onion wede so i needed onion wede to go off and she didn't but still cashed just not winning anything got to keep our maddened uh streak going every day i win this and i enter the pitching putt and so someday i'm going to win the pitching putt and that'll be fun but i'm also getting them a massive like 50 60 70 percent ev then this is just a little time because it's my birthday and this is on my birthday cake. And also, you know, some of you guys are newer to the show. You may not know exactly why we've got um, Haywood Highsmith in the rafters here. He's our only guy in the rafters because of this one day, this was game one of the finals last year. We're living now exactly two months in the past, but Hey, when you, when you take down like this little streak of things, the got to be able to live in that all year long so i mean honestly since then i just got that queen of the queen of the court uh live final qualifier so this is two at the beginning of the year i set my goal i was like all right i want to make a live final this year i'm not going to put more money into it i just you know want to effectively use my money towards that and then i didn't expect my first live final to be so this was why we have haywood highsmith in the rafters uh this is a screenshot taken when i took the lead in the third quarter he subsequently hit a whole bunch of threes in garbage time and I was just running around the house. I didn't take an additional screenshot at any point. Um, Thank you also to everybody else. I guess most notably Gabe Vincent was who we needed to really go off and uh, bam Auto bio for not going off too much because that almost killed it. Um, Okay. So, but then the next game in game two of the finals, we had the tiebreaker because game one of the finals, this was a millie, So the fact it's only 83,000, that was like, borderline number of dupes 13 14 it was exactly the borderline uh my borderline was 15 for the game because i wanted to win about a hundred thousand um so then the next game we took down the i i took down the uh tournament of champions semifinal ticket so next year sometime we will get to go to the tournament of champions semifinal. i don't know exactly what the guarantee is they haven't finished the format because they don't know exactly how many tickets or how many seats there will be so exactly what the middle of payouts and stuff will be um but i also took down the milli that day which was only 250 and we split it 100 ways so who cares maybe more uh but i was just covering my thing with another couple of expensive single entries as well as the milli so those two days that was twenty eight thousand on that day and ninety thousand on this day and it's just like between those two days i had a great year of gambling and i just felt like you know I- I'm not giving it back, you know, like I'm not betting $2,500 a night or whatever. I just don't need to. I'm still – I want this win to live live on. And so, yeah, well, we'll do what we do every day for baseball. We'll take our shots. We'll build up towards some major – I'm going to max out football season. But, yeah, we, we're just not seeing the return yet in baseball season. Something's missing from the process. So now let's review. You might have noticed none of those screenshots were from baseball. Three days in a row or some real – nasty occurrences have taken us down in baseball but you know that's part of my whole thing now i'm trying to stay positive i'm trying to live with these positive queen of the court qualifiers and live final uh whatever the tournament of champions is that's cool i'm i'm happy those are like long-term goals i hit a hole in one this year as long as we're doing like my birthday bullshit uh sorry i'm saying there's no cursing on this channel so uh that's a bull hockey or something uh, okay so actual pitchers early slate was great guess what happened to me i was playing golf and i got uh i thought it was at 11 10 i thought both of these games were at 11 10 so i submitted my lineup said eleven oh six, and it said two of your lineups worked and i was like oh god <sighs> so anyway it happened again i played golf and i lost 20 dollars because i wasn't paying attention I'm, i only i was only uh put, putting 20 dollars. i think um maybe a little bit more because i like that uh I like the one that's a 14 max like quarter entry, maybe dime entry, I forget, for the $100. I want to get $100 entries, a a few of them for the the Millie Maker on the first day. I want to have maybe a handful of those so I can take a few shots at a reasonable chance at a Millie. Was there anybody like off the board that did well on the early slate? No. And there was one guy who didn't do well. Wait, who's that? Bobby, oh, that's a batter. Okay, so I don't have these hashed pictures whatever it doesn't really matter there's no nobody off the board pictures yeah two tu- key was on you know borderline anyway uh okay so what about on the main slate i'm guessing it went not great because it went not great i had one or two, one line of cash, just one it wasn't min cash so that was good as second catch but javier crapped out um or you i know uh, uh keller so that was probably the worst call of the day right You guys remember, I was like, okay, now I'm going to make some stands. I'm going to make some stands on my my stacks. And probably long-term, it's still the right thing to do. I don't really – I'm not doubting that aspect of things. But it did lead me to X out Seattle, and they scored 14 runs. So uh, whatever it wound up being. I stopped paying attention once it was, like, comically bad. But, yeah, I know why I lost last night. You know, like, I'd much rather lose like that where I made a bad call and it didn't work, right, than the night before where, like, most of my pictures worked. I didn't make any specific calls that didn't work. I just, I guess, got unlucky with sampling error or something. I hate that. Hate whenever something like that happens. Where, Oh, yeah, I remember. Because I even was on the right stacks, just the wrong pieces. And I was just like, how is it possible even to have so many pieces of, like, whatever stack it was, Kansas City, I forget, who went completely nuts and not have the two in the four hole? Yeah. Anyway, very frustrating. Um so much rather lose like I lost last night so now I'm ranking the the ways I'd like to lose at baseball dfs so welcome to my dfs show you should like comment and subscribe um you know uh to, I'm, I'm here every day i probably will do other sports as well um i'm not sure exactly i don't guys are just way too like maybe i'll give football showdowns i think i decided just because showdowns are kind of like where i find my edge as a um uh mathematician you know what i mean like I can definitely tell you what the sharp plays are going to be on the showdown, any showdown for NBA, NFL, baseball. So, hey, yeah, let's start off with baseball showdown today. Uh, We got we got some weather. I crossed off Toronto and Boston because it's an orange and it seems like it is Houston, New York. You also have to check weather uh, right before main lock. But we've got an early game. I'm trying to pump this out an hour before this lock locks. You know, the general strategies for these early games are to play the pitchers If you're playing cash. One of them's captain. One of them's uh, elsewhere in your lineup. If you're playing GPPs and you're trying to go for, I think it's 10,000, it's like five figures up top this morning, if I remember correctly. I'll probably give a couple looks here. Uh, but anyway, so I, whenever it's that amount, I, I'll take a couple shots at the actual 10,000. Today, that means playing Matt Olson, Cody Bellinger, or who's next? 17 minus 3, 14, 18, 18, 19. And then Acuna is massively over-owned at Captain. Don't play him. So, yeah, it's Olson. Uh, sorry, sorry. Bellin, sorry, Olsen's implied is 23 minus four is 19% chance he's optimal. So 19% chance. And then Cody is 17.5. And then Ozzy is not in, not close. Okay. So Patrick Wisdom um, and Austin Riley are really close. So it goes uh, in in order of most optimal leverage captain. Olsen, Bellinger, and then Wisdom and Riley are about the same. So go with your gut on that. They're to the same like decimal, to one decimal place, to to my level of confidence in the decimal places. Uh, Okay, so that's your main, that's your strategy. If you choose one of those captain, you just pack whoever and you don't care about salary, use all the salary, use however much you want. You pack both the pitchers in, you pack other starters. You don't have to get more creative than that if you're using a captain like uh, Olsen or Bellinger. That Bellinger ownership's just got to be wrong, right? Like, maybe he's just not expected to be starting. I don't know what that is. Maybe he's overpriced. Yeah, okay, great. That's fine. Whenever you get somebody who's super low on because they're overpriced at captain, fine. That's what I'm looking for. I don't, I mean, Max Freeze is not a meatballer. That's the downside. The upside is Cody's kind of been on a tear these last couple weeks. So, yeah, that's my level of analysis. I saw what's his name, Uh, uh, Forsaken, making fun of that. Uh, I don't know what he, actually, Jesse goes um, by on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, but you gotta go with your gut. I really do believe it. And Hey, I got, I got math to back me up again. If you are new to the show, you should look up the Iowa gambling task. because I'm not, I'm not saying listen to your gut and I'm not listening to my own gut for no reason. I'm listening to my own gut because it is proven to work. Your gut works in like telling you whether or not something's rigged telling you. So if you can tell when a, a deck of cards is rigged, presumably. When you look at a projected ownership or you listen to a show and something, you're going to get a similar feel like, well, that doesn't seem right. Right. And you've got to listen to that. That's you. That's yours. Right. Like nobody else has that specific lean, And it is a real thing that people who are gamblers are better at than people who are not gamblers. So anyway, hone out those liens. And then you go over to your roto tracker. If you're having trouble and you have a, if you're using like $1 across a bunch of contests and a bunch of different sports to start to figure out what you're good at for the game then you go through and you hash once you've had a few thousand competitions what am i good at what are the what are, you know where am i making money obviously but more importantly where am i having good looking results so this is what my nba results look like oh i haven't logged in in a while I haven't updated in a while either okay yeah it hasn't been a good month it's june okay I, I haven't updated this in a while so it doesn't include my uh WNBA thing all right. I lost the page I was going to. But my, my general point is you should look at your cumulative distribution in your roto tracker and make sure that you are playing the right sports. Don't keep playing sports where you got no idea what's going on, except to figure out what's going on. I mean, like I, like I do that in NHL. So NHL, I've got like I like sport. I win some sorts of like pick em pools, but I, I don't know what's going on in the, the FS sport enough to be maxing it. Um, and you, you can see it on my data. I got a little lump of like, okay, sometimes he wins, but mostly he doesn't. And there's a little bit of a down. Like it's not just the top 0.1%, like in baseball, it's missing, where I feel like that's probably going to regress. And it's just like, sometimes my stack picks are wrong. It, in like hockey, it's like the top 1.5 to 0.1% are also missing. And that tells me there's something wrong with my overall like rules and stuff where I could get, I'm getting, uh, I'm not getting enough leverage plays in hockey yet in terms of my builds. Okay, so weather concerns took Paxton out, just so everybody knows. Uh, I'm now moving on to today's slate. Hello and welcome. If you have been fast-forwarding, we are finally talking about today's slate, what I'm sure is freaking 10 minutes into the show. But if you watch the show, you know that's like every show. So uh, Except when I'm, I'm under the gun to get my kids school or something. Okay, so the studs we're stuffing today. Aaron Nola, uh, Merrill Kelly, and Reed Detmers. Um, actually, I guess I have to put Castillo on that list, even though that's leverage. I don't... I never know what to do with somebody when they're high priced, but you're really, they're way too low owned because they're high priced. So that's where I'm seeing Louis Castillo early today. First of all, people aren't projecting him as high. This is higher than anybody in the council of dudes has him. And the reason is Seattle. I don't think people really understand how bad Seattle is because they're good at like when they hit the ball, they hit it very effectively, but they're very bad at striking out. So like, yeah, I, I remember almost four people on their teams, home runs from the last week, but at the same time when they're not, they're swinging for it man and when they don't get it they don't hit it and they are striking out so you i'm i'm talking myself probably to an even higher percentage of this uh Castillo cuz yeah he's I, I can't have him lower than Merrill Kelly and Ariola. no so we're going to go we're going to stick with that gut and really uh yeah Detmers i I like him being a step down maybe even another step but For now, I'm leaving him just because we don't have enough value without Paxton. I added up my percentages with Paxton, and we were at like 245, so now we're at like 215, so i got to bring more people up and less people down. I guess if I'm bringing up percentages up, I'm on Ober, so I'll just commit to this being a play where I am leveraging Ober. Again, No, that's not because he's going against Minnesota, is it? Somebody else was against Minnesota. Yeah, Merrill Kelly was at Minnesota. Oh, and Castillo is on Seattle. Who's against Seattle? Well, that was a dumb rant. Huh. Yeah, he's been on Seattle for a while. Reynaldo Lopez. Yeah, well, we're not doing that. Huh. Well, well we're going to bump this old thing down to... Well, okay, nah, never mind. I, I didn't bump him up higher. Oh, my bad. That rant about who I bumped up higher than anybody else was about Kelly. I That's what I get for prepping the show, is I I, I kind of like had a little sub-rant, and I applied it to Castillo when it's about Kelly because it's not about the opponent being Seattle. It's about the opponent being Minnesota, which is actually the worst on the strikeout list. So, boom. Thank you for listening to the show. And we got there. The rant took a little while, but it was super uh, valuable. Okay, so our leverage arms, if I'm putting them in order of important leverage, I guess, like most leverage I'll probably wind up with. Two of these guys are, I think I'm putting Castillo on my leverage list. i I, He's, no, okay. Leverage has to be people who are low-priced and low-owned. I'll leave Castillo on the list of, of like studs. Uh so then the most leverage here I'm saying, I guess, for Hunter Brown and Bailey Ober. And then I guess Reed Detmers didn't make the list of of studs, but he's not quite. I'm straddling still. Do I make Detmers a play? Ooh, don't feel super con- you can tell my gut doesn't like it based on that response. Is versus Seattle. Oh. Huh. Well take that gut i already had this rant ready to go so since i have said the rant i couldn't find him i don't know why i couldn't find detmers you guys saw me scroll and looking for detmers i wound up like whoever the first expected reliever is down here but so i'm bumping detmers up i think he's in this class of dudes at the top so detmers is a leverage arm as well um or is he yeah at 8200 he's so close to kelly i don't know what to call a stud and what to call leverage but Either way, you see the seven guys I'm playing for this slate, you get the main point. All right, guys, I think I'm going to – if we've got 11 games, yeah, I'll fade. Who are the opponents? Seattle, Arizona, Philly, and Angels, SD, Houston, and Minnesota. So let's see. I'll probably fade the ones that I think are too high. Yeah, Minnesota's too high. Seattle's too high. I mean, you, you just heard me. I know they can hit home runs. I know it didn't work yesterday. I remember. I'm doing it again. It, like, some, somebody was mad at me because I made the the um anti-Atlanta uh Atlanta call two days in a row. First day it was against Raya. Fine. Probably not a great play. Second day it was first going to be against a pretty good pitcher, and then he got scratched and they put in uh Silsa. So, either way, with whoever that was supposed to be who's down the 15-day, I think, and, and Silsa, I'm fine making the call two days in a row, even if the first day it's wrong. You got to have a short memory in DFS. Uh, just because Seattle gave up or completely went nuts yesterday doesn't mean they're going to today. Uh, but it might. I could get unlucky two days in a row. And as I've said, like, you, you got to have, like, you don't, don't play with money you can't lose every night. Like, you know, it's easy for me to say because I got a ton of money now. But seriously, even when I, I was playing for less money, when I had less money, the general point is either way, you got to be ready for the luck to come your way when it's ready. And until then, you can't be mad at whatever stupid luck thing happens. So just be ready for whatever stupid luck thing happens, particularly like all season in baseball. Don't care. It could all go wrong. Last night, you saw how high the stakes were for Hall of Fame game, $50,000 up top. I almost got lucky with some stuff there. I'll take my luck on those competitions. Totally fine. Take my luck. Tournament of champions next year. Take my luck two weeks from now in the, you know, whatever queen of the court, make sure you're taking it. You're taking out your luck on the big slates or, you know, Hey, if I get unlucky the rest of the year in sports gambling, don't really care that much anyway, because of life, right? Like there's all sorts of places to cash in your luck. Don't get super negative. If you just have Seattle bash you two days in a row, Here's what I'm saying. Cause I'm definitely making this call. All right. So what other calls? Cause they're just too hot. I mean, I don't like the run expectancy against Detmers. That's, that's disrespectful. He's fine. Um, I'm sorry earned runs expected. It's not run expectancy. That's like a whole matrix thing that I also like. And so I'm trying to leave it alone and make sure you should all Google run expectancy as we are the stat people. But that's more of a like building out a uh, projection system than it is for you guys at the making projections. Okay, so other guys that I'm implicitly against on this slate stack wise. And we are losing one game. I got to remember we're losing Toronto and Boston also to the rain, probably maybe two games. But, yeah, I don't care. Any one of these other guys could blow up. I don't like going against Kelly. I did already X them out. Angels could go off. I acknowledge that possibility. And Kansas City. Uh, uh, I don't like Kansas City. I think, where are they at? 4.1 might be appropriate, though. See, it's not just that I, I think they have a tough road. It's whether or not the baked-in tough road is the actual tough road, right? So, like, that's pretty appropriate expect did runs for Kansas City, so I don't think I am going to X them out. I mean, it's low, but that just probably means I'll sample them at a low rate. Yeah, it's mostly these teams where I feel like they're a little bit high. Uh, Yeah, maybe I should just have a look at, yeah. Hmm. Now that I've got that system down, let's have a look. Anything seem high? Milwaukee 4.9 against who? Just jumping off the page at me. Queen, okay, Quinn Priester. That seems a little high, but I, he's a new guy, so whatever. Uh, okay, I'm not. No, none of these other leans are going to be very strong. Yankees are a little low. Is that a good pitcher? Yeah, that's a good pitcher. Hunter Brown. Yes, he's on our list of things. Yankees might be. Yeah, they're just appropriately placed, though. I, th- I think I like most of the other projections. So these are the ones where I think they're a little bit high, so I'm xing them off. We got two two off for reign. So the rest of the, you know, you got still plenty of variety between those 18 teams. For 150, you know, really I should probably make more calls here on, but I, I like not just to let the council of dudes eventually make a couple of picks here, but also to let Saberson have a role. Cause like that's how I want all that money is you know, I let Saberson play a significant role. I, I play with the parts of the competition that I like. So that's limiting stack types. It's a big slate. So we're limiting stack types to eights and sevens. And then we're going to see what type of value do we have. And then we're going to, if it's a lot of value, we're going to allow infinite sevens. Nah, it's not that much value. Johan Rojas, this is kind of scroungy value. So because it's scroungy value, I'm going to be more restrictive with my stacks. Otherwise five twos tend to dominate. Like it just likes to build them. So, and it's just not right. They shouldn't be quite so over, uh, they shouldn't dominate. So, I limit my five twos and I limit my four threes to like 60% so that I have 40% true stacks. And I don't really care what kind of true stacks I'll let them choose. True stacks, meaning there's only two, only two stacks have to hit. Because, like, you see how often one stack just ruins the night, right? And so, the the goal is minimum number of independent events for you to mash. And so, two pitchers, two stacks, four things need to happen. A four way parlay. Fine, like it, that. That's got some odds that we can calculate that are like within, you know, playing twenty lineups. You should hit one of those. One of those parlays should hit. So hopefully they will for you tonight. And uh, oh yeah, speaking of parlays, not seeing good value recently. Not playing very much of this. Playing the uh, playing WNBA stuff seems a little looser, but that's not. I'm mostly playing DK picks there. So nothing new, nothing uh, unique. This this Wainwright over is fine on walks. But that's the only one that's fine, so I'm not playing that. That was Prize price pick spread. Well, whatever. Freezing a little bit. Okay, well, um, yeah. Uh, remember, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. And hey, if it's not going to be us tonight, maybe it'll be us tomorrow. And maybe we're just saving it up for those big, big, big contests. So, someday soon.